Hey folks, welcome in Pro Football Ireland. Uh, here we go folks, we're, we're actually in the double digit point of the season now, not the timestamp of podcast because this podcast feels like it's not going to be timestamped because I feel it will hopefully look back and listen to this podcast in many years to come with smiles on our faces. I have got Connor Mangan here, but first off I have to welcome in a, a very, very special guest, a guy that, uh, let's, be, let's be brutally honest, we've been trying to get him on for a while here, uh, the guy that has made history for the Green Bay Packers, first uh, active-born Irish player in the league since Neil Donahue almost 40 years ago. Dan Whelan, Dan, false to admit, but for a start, this is awesome getting the chat. I think this is the first time I, I, I'm I'm getting the chat to you, so thank you so much for coming on. And are you um are, are you tired of this thing now where it's like, oh, okay, I know it's been 40 years, you're, you're just, you, like, are, or do you love it? You, like, every time you hear it, are, are you just buzzing? Yeah, I mean, I thought it was pretty cool when we, I played uh, the Bears first, and it was like a, a big deal that day. And then maybe I think the week after is still pretty cool. But I mean, kind of just embracing the moment. It's pretty fun. Just living it up. <laughs> it was a really weird Sunday, Connor, because that Sunday we were in Dublin and the Sky Sports were at the Steelers. But then at the same time, I think you were in the late window, Dan. And then that was like the next story. So it was almost like Ireland was just plastered over TV for the first time ever. So look, on behalf of all fans here, obviously a massive congratulations just for you know what you've done on the personal level as well. And I know Connor is uh, itching to ask you some punting questions as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we won't go too deep in it, Daniel. But you know, it's um, it really has been amazing. You know, you and I discussed it before. Um, how hard it is to, to get an Irish person in there. There's plenty of Irish athletes um, all around the place. Um, you stuck with it. I'm sure your mom and dad like could not be prouder. I spoke a little bit with your mom um, on Instagram and stuff, and it's just been incredible. Like the feedback that I get, like as a person who listens to tons of Irish podcasts, like Second Captains, Off the Ball, like you name it, just. 2FM, Today FM, every single FM you can tell them. It's all mentioning. It's like, here, have you heard about this Irish lad in the NFL? That's <laughs> <Yes>, insane. <laughs> I need to get over yeah, there. So just, uh, if you want to give us a, a, a little perspective of what it's been like, uh, maybe from your parents' point of view, because I know you, you've been in the States for a little while, so maybe it doesn't feel like as big of a deal, although it is. And we, we discussed that, but I'm sure your parents are just like over the moon. Uh, yeah, they're always... I mean, they've been pretty supportive. I mean, through the whole, I mean, even to be getting here. I mean, my dad still lives in England. My mom just moved to LA. So, I mean, they're both busy. Yeah, I mean, the, the cost of support and love from them, you know, it's pretty awesome to have. I mean, yeah, from their eyes, I'd say it's pretty insane, but they just can't, like, you know, tell me that because then I'll probably feel overwhelmed. So, like, whenever they talk to me, they're always excited to talk to me. So <laughs> they try and play cool. So as they should. Too, too cool for school. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I just try and be as relaxed as possible. Your mind's always racing, trying to be perfect here. So just got to have fun with it. Don, to, to jump back. Not even, I mean, I guess I, I haven't got the month on it, but like the year or so. Um, doesn't work out in New Orleans, and then you have the opportunity in the XFL. How did you find? I mean, obviously, you had a fantastic time in the XFL, but just for yourself, having having the, I guess, disappointment with New Orleans, having to go, you know, sort of try a different route, 
how did you find that just as someone that you know you you, you go to DC it looked like for somebody outside of North America Dan like the league looked really impressive and we're, we're, we're obviously going to see it grow and grow and I I know I'm sure you'll look back on your time there with very fond memories yeah I mean I had a blast to be honest that was probably most fun I've had I mean every they make everybody stay in like the hotel so we all kind of got to know each other even more than like we should have to be honest I mean, I think that's the difference between, like, the NFL and, like, XFL or USFL is everybody's, like, so, like, tight-knit in those leagues. They, like, have to stay together and stuff. But, like, here, everybody, like, goes in differently, and then they all go home to their families and stuff. So there's not much of that, like, bonding, really. I mean, sometimes off the field, but, yeah, it's pretty fun. And how has it, um, I guess, going straight into that, and it's kind of it's kind of relatable. I know uh, you and I both know Ramiz Ahmed, who I'm sure was kind of a little bit helpful. He was with uh, Purdue's Odo. He was with Green Bay Packers last season for pretty much the entire season, mainly on the practice squad, few active games under his belt. He seemed to love his time at Green Bay. So how was it sort of welcomed? Obviously, you're going to, you know, kind of a legendary organization. Thankfully, they wear green, right? Which is like, you know, perfect from, you know, marketable Daniel so uh how has it been kind of since you were there and everyone was you know with you and you're also punting against a guy called Patrick O'Donnell yeah I can't get any more Irish you know right <laughs> I mean I went from XFL rules and like everything different ball all that to then flying from Dallas two days after our championship game straight into OTAs, not having kicked an NFL ball in like six, seven months. I just want to explain real quick what what an OTA is for those that don't know. Uh, organized an idea of where you came from. Organized team activities, so it's it's voluntary, but everybody goes. Mm-hmm. So it's not you don't have to go, but. And it's, yeah. pretty, and, it's, and it's pretty full on, right? You know, there is that kind of like, yeah, you don't have to go, like you don't have to go to this meeting at Friday at 4 p.m. when you're in the office, but you have to go. Yeah. Yeah, you have to and it is pretty full on, right? It's kind of like almost like training camp, right? Yeah, you do everything except put pads on, really. I mean, it's all like skill-based, just like one-on-one drills, you know, just all the small stuff. Besides, I'd say, like, the team against team. And you go from OTAs then almost directly to uh, right the preseason. And you've already had a season. <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, 27 games in this year. It's pretty great. <laughs> uh, Double dip. Are you aware that you become a TikTok sensation? No. <laughs> <laughs> So we we so uh, full, full sort of discourse. I was on vacation last week in Spain, and I was lying in bed going, "I had to make a TikTok. I make one on Dan Whelan. 15, 16 pictures of your story from growing up in Ireland to coming to the NFL. It's got nearly twenty thousand likes and three hundred thousand views. I don't know what happened. It blew up, but all these comments of people wishing you luck. Um, do you? I, I look. Obviously, you've been in the you, you've been in the states since you were like like twelve, thirteen, whatever. But do you sit back now and sort of realize that you you have got a sort of whole nation behind you going? Come on, Dan, keep our lips, sort of thing. Because you've had some great games, man, so far this season. Uh, 
I mean, I mean, I try not to think about it. Try not to look like feel like that's kind of like a pressure to what like weigh on your shoulders. You kind of just you kind of know, but you kind of just try to do your best every week, put on a good show for everybody. So it's kind of what I try to do. And so in regards to that, could you uh, real quick walk us through a game day? Because I have an idea and I've talked about it a little bit on the podcast, but like kind of as an NFL player, walk us through kind of your game day. And I, I know you kind of, there's there's a there's obviously nerves out there. You get to punt a lot in pregame and then there's yeah. the actual game itself. So what are your kind of thoughts kind of going through that? Well, I wake up at about 8 a.m., for like a noon game, I wake up at yeah eight a.m. Leave the hotel at the facility by like eight fifteen. Eat breakfast, done by like eight forty five. Then I go in the hot tub, warm up. Then I go into the weight room, do like my my like routine to like activate all my muscles and stuff. Then I go walk the field, hit a couple balls just to like feel it out. And I come back in, put my pads on. And they go back out for pregame. And this is all in the span of like two and a half hours. And then then pregame, you go out there and you're trying to just I go out and they just start ripping punts. Just to like get in the groove. I mean, <laughs> it's all I can that's what I like to do. So trying to get in like the mode pretty quickly. And then we do like our like our field goal script, like snapper, holder, kicker, and then we do our punt script when the returners come out, it's like all, all on time. Like there's no second to be wasted. It's all pretty tense too. <laughs> and then like you slowly see the, the stands start to fill up and then you go back in after you've, do, you've done all that and the team does all their warm ups and stuff. And then the specialists come out like 10 minutes early and then you come out and the stands are just full and you're just like, dang, that's a lot of people. Kind of, and then you get to go kick again in front of everybody, so that's fun. And then yeah, the game starts. <laughs> it's it moves real. Well, Matt, I, I'm sure it does. It sounds like like the most amazing experience, and I've kind of seen some of that before. Obviously, I've been on the field, but um, people might know we were at the Steelers game a couple of weeks ago, and you do see yeah, we we're uh, by the field side, and you do see it slowly filling up, and you see the punters kind of you know they're out there you know, before a lot of other players are out there. Um, And you're also, you're playing uh, with another rookie, which I'm sure is interesting. And uh, I know you and I talk about this a lot, but I think he's really benefited from your holding and the fact that you've just literally had, as we discussed, an entire season in the XFL, which started in kind of March, April time and then finished right before preseason in the NFL. So you're already kind of warmed up to the holding, warmed up to everything else. So what's it been like working with uh with Carlton himself? And uh, the snapper by the way. Oh, they're great. Yeah. I mean I mean you kinda learn things from them that you don't even you don't even pick up anywhere else. It's kind of just like a, a learning experience together. I feel like we're in a pretty good group right now. Like we like one heartbeat when we get out get out there. So I mean kind of just like trust each other. We've gotta build that trust. So just got to let it ride and then just do our jobs when the moment comes. Get it through. Rip them. <laughs> <That's right>. Rip them. 
Rib kicks and punts. That's all we do. <laughs> you um you start your regular season career in the NFL at Soldier Field. I mean, look here, props to you, man, for going out there and doing it and not crying because I've been <laughs> in that stadium and it's insane the remains standing on the field. Um, what was it like playing at Lambeau for the first time in a regular season game and just through nine or ten weeks down of this season? What stadium outside of Green Bay have you really enjoyed in terms of the atmosphere and just like the history as well? Mm. Yeah, I don't really like the Chicago Stadium, to be honest. Uh, I like the Broncos and the Raiders Stadium. Broncos is pretty cool. I mean, they're at altitude, so no kicker. Is, is the altitude a real thing? As, as someone who's a Broncos fan has been to the games, like, I mean, I, I, I can barely get around the stadium. I mean, did you find it very different, that game? Or? Uh, I was ripping punts. I wish we could have punted 20 times that game. <laughs> Man, we only got three. <laughs> Uh, Raiders. Yeah, that was your chance for an NFL record. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not I'm not AJ Cole yet. He's breaking him. You um, I think you know. I think it was at, at least one preseason game at Lambeau, and then you go into the whole regular season. I, I'm nearly certain as well, Dan. The thing that really sets Green Bay apart is like the they have that preseason or the training camp night where fans, fans, friends, family. Yeah come into Lambo and in the darkness what's that whole experience been like because it's one thing going to a team but going to a team steeped in tradition and history is a whole different concept it looked incredible yeah I mean the family night we had, yeah, I was nervous that was I, I feel like that, that was my first time playing in front of that I mean like it was a sold out stadium it was pretty cool what's going on here you're all it, was in, it was insane. I mean, there was just loud noise, and it was just like a normal practice. Like, they just let people come in to watch. I think that's pretty cool in itself that we sold out a stadium for just a normal practice. That was insane. And there was like a fireworks show out there, and like, it's pretty cool. That's amazing. Um, so how many people in Green Bay have told you they're, they're also Irish? Just out of curiosity. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of people that are Irish here. <laughs> apparently, exactly. Like, like I, I know, I know from like going around myself. I'm sure you do as well. You know, we're we're going around, we're training, we're going to whatever events, and you know, you tell people what you do, and then you're like, "Are you Irish?" And like, "Well, yeah, I am Irish." And it's like, "Oh, well, my mother's Irish, my grandmother's yeah. Irish." So, have you had a lot of experiences like that? Yeah, I have 20 cousins in Chicago that are from Ireland. It's like, oh yeah, really. <laughs> 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 Okay. Uh, since I don't know, so I, I don't know if they're being honest or not. So, kind of say, yeah, yeah. No, good for you. Yeah, that's funny. So, so we're now, so we're, so we're now sitting kind of like halfway through the season. And I think you've done that. Uh, you've done really, really well. Um, obviously had a massive win, uh, last weekend. So, how is the kind of feeling being kind of amongst the team? I'm sure that win kind of came as a, as a massive boost, especially like the defense only holding them three points as well. Yeah, I mean, pretty big day. I think, like, our team kind of clicked Sunday. Like, I know we've been kind of, like, scattered. Everybody's saying this and that about our youth and whatever. But, I mean, every team goes through something to get to where they need to go. So, I mean, I feel like we're in a good spot. Morale's good. I mean, yeah, it was a big win for us. I mean, 
We got Steelers this week. It's a good, it's a good game coming up. So I'm excited. Yeah, we got nine games left. We need to go twelve and what are we? Twelve and five. Go to playoffs. Good little stretch coming up. <laughs> like really interesting sort of close into the second half of the season. I've seen the Irish and UK Packers guys were at that game. Uh, I think it was either last week or the week before as well, and they were loving it. It was great to see them get a win anyway as well last week, and congrats to you guys for beating the Rams. I think you played the Chiefs, uh, then the Vikings and Bears to finish off the season, which is always fun in the NFC North. I'm, I'm going to let Connor Mangan get his Frankfurt question in here in a minute, but in terms of Instagram, TikTok, I, I have to ask you, look, obviously there's a massive push with the NFL in, in, in Ireland, the UK and Europe, Dan, with, with growing the sport. And one of the things that they had in week seven and week eight was the ability for players, coaches, staff to wear a, a heritage flag on either yeah. a, a, like a T-shirt or helmet for players. Uh, how cool was that to be the first person ever to have the Irish tricolor in a helmet because it looked unreal. And I feel bad because I edited the photo too much on our Instagram and people thought it was an Italy flag on the comments. Oh, no, never in <laughs> it. No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's pretty cool. You only really, you got to see it for like five minutes before you put your helmet on and then like everybody else can see it but you. So, I mean, it's good to represent Ireland. Love doing it. Great feeling. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Yeah, that was, um, that, that was, that was pretty legendary stuff. Uh, I must say, um, like I had a chance to do that in my helmet. I didn't ask permission. To the <laughs> IFL or anything else, it's I fired all. Did it, and I did. You know what? Better, better to ask for forgiveness than permission. Um, yeah. um, and so, yeah, I, I wanted to ask you about um, the Frankfurt game. Obviously, um, I'm not sure well. You know Tommy Townsend that much. I know he trained with John a little bit, um, but him and Jake Bailey really struggled with this jumbotron. And obviously, you and I trained this winter. I mean, you were, I, I would say, smashing punts. You say ripping punts, where you're smashing, ripping, you're crushing the ball. Okay, your five O's are your thing. You really have a have a good punt style, um, very flexible, and your hang times are usually horrific. If you punted balls in Frankfurt, you've been hitting that jumbotron every single time. So I'm not sure if you got a chance to see it or anything like that. But what were your thoughts on that? Uh, I mean, were they trying to like punt around it? You can't really punt around that big box in the middle of the, like it's kind of hard. Yeah, so it was about it was about it wasn't the widest, which I think was their saving grace. It went about just outside the hash marks. But as you know, sometimes you know, especially if you're backed up in the end zone and you just kind of catch one and down the middle, you know, you just catch it a little bit inside, you save it, it goes down the middle. So they were trying to go right and left, but I'm just you know, I I wouldn't have known what to do other than just dart it out to the left and right. Yeah, I probably would have tried to hit it for like well, just one time, just to see like what would happen if I did. <laughs> I probably would have gone like directionally after that. I would have got yelled at or something. Uh, yeah, but it might have been good for your marketing. You know, it would have you would have probably gone viral for hitting, hitting the jumbotron in the NFL. <laughs> jumbotron falls on field. Germany game <laughs> at the. Um... At the time of recording, we still have one more Germany game left. I'm heading out on Saturday morning, so I'm going to be sitting thinking of you boys whenever they're hitting the punts. So we will see if it happens this week. Who's uh, playing in Germany? Uh, Patriots Colts. So Garner Minshew against Mac Jones, which is going to be a fun matchup. 
for sure. Barringer, rookie punter versus uh, what's his name, Sanchez. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can bang him. Should be interesting, I'm sure. If, if I was them, I'd be talking to Tommy, I'd be talking to Jake Bailey, I'd be messing and see what they did. Because they both hit it. They and like I think they tried to hit it on purpose in the warm ups just to see where it was, but they both hit it multiple times. And they were nerve. <laughs> Let me come in with just one final question before we wrap up, Dan, um, for the for the NFL general and also the Packers fans out there. Who's the most crack in the in the Packers locker room? The the, the most fun. Um, is there one player that sort of sticks out? Into like is is Jordan Love good crack, good fun, or who's who's the one guy in the locker room who's like a joker? Uh, I'd say Malik Heath. He's pretty. He's pretty jokester. You know, he's pretty loud in there. <laughs> I mean, he's a good vibes to be honest. Good energy all the time. So. Happy to have him around. Awesome. Happy to have you around, man. I, I I can't speak for Connor, but I know he agrees with me. And just everyone who listens to this podcast and people that watch things as well, Dom, we um, massively appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule, especially during the NFL season, to come on and talk to us for 15 and 20 minutes. And it goes without saying, we wish you, your family, the very, very best over the next 10 weeks and um, long into the future. And we can only hope and pray that we see the Packers and you in London, Germany, Spain, wherever over the next few years. But uh, look, you've got everyone behind you, man. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you. Hopefully you play yeah, down. I look forward to seeing you punting and ripping punts in Dublin like, in the next couple of years. That's Stadium. what I want. We got if we played in the Viva Stadium, that'd be six. <laughs> Dude, you might you might punt the you might punt the ball outside the Viva Stadium. You have to let the <laughs> residents know. <laughs> I'm waiting. Thank you, man. <laughs>